Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Iris, it's Iris. Oh, wait, uh, wrong intro. Uh, good, good morning, afternoon, evening. It's Lux of Royal Deluxe, a podcast about the Kansas City Royals, uploading every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, though not for long, because, well... There's not going to be much of a need to upload every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday pretty soon because, well, we're uh, we're at the final stretch of the season. It's happening, guys. This is the last week of the MLB season. It's the last week where we get to watch our beloved Royals. Isn't that sad? Well, at least this season will be finally over and we can move on. But moving on can be fun. Eh, well... It's going to be a little bit weird because, you know, this podcast has become something of like a daily routine for me. So now it's just like, okay, well, what am I going to do when the Royals aren't playing baseball? So I will uh, mention this every episode moving forward. When we get to, um, well, the postseason rather uh, than just the offseason, I'm going to continue doing this podcast, but I am going to cut down to just Monday and Friday uploads. So no Wednesday uploads. Uh, there will be one next week, of course, because, you know, we'll still play next week. But yeah, then we're just going to go down to Monday and Friday. And I do have a list of topics that I want to talk about uh, in that postseason. I'm, I, I'm, I'm sure I can last the entire postseason. And, you know, I'll probably talk about the postseason itself along the way. But there are a few Royals-related things that I would like to get into, like re- reviewing the year, reviewing individual players... Uh, expectations, things like that. Pretty general things that I think uh, can easily be worked into uh, some smaller podcasts. But yeah, so I am going to continue this podcast into October, maybe November if it's really necessary. I don't know. I, I kind of, I'm not entirely sure when the postseason is going to end this season. I guess sometime in November. That's fine. But uh, yeah, that's what we're going to do. Until then, um, yeah, the Royals are still playing. We are we had our last home game on Sunday, which was the craziest game I've ever seen. And then we had our final off day of the season on Monday. So now we are on the road for the rest of the year. We are facing the Tigers in a three-game series, which has a little bit of importance because the Tigers are gunning for fourth place in the division, and we're trying to hold on here. So, um it might be hard to believe, but the Royals have only finished last place in this division one time in the last five years. Despite how bad we have been in the last five years, we have only finished last one time. Yeah, last year, 
The Twins actually finished last. We were a game above them. 2020, we were in fourth place. The Tigers were in fifth. And same thing in 2019, we were in fourth place. Tigers were in last. 2018 was the one time when we finished last and we were the second worst team in all of baseball. Wasn't that fun? But as a result, we had Bobby Wood Jr. So uh, all's well that ends well, I guess. Well, maybe not because, you know, we're still trying to get out of fourth place. But eh, I don't know. Ba baby steps, guys. Baby steps. So, yeah, I guess this is kind of a somewhat important series that we're playing. And then after this, we go to Cleveland where we play six games. Yeah, we have six games in a row in Cleveland. At Cleveland Stadium against the Guardians. Not entirely sure how that works. Obviously, this is because of the uh, the lockout. Because the lockout pushed a week of the season. So we started a week late. But we're not losing any games. They kind of rescheduled things and, you know, fit the schedule a little better. But, yeah, I don't know how we got in a way series just kind of uh, posted at the end like that. That's very, very strange. Um, I don't know, because we faced the Guardians at the beginning of the year. So it's not like it took the first series and then put it at the end or something. I, it, it's very, very strange. I, I'm i not entirely sure. It doesn't really matter that much, but uh, it, it's going to be a completely pointless series because the Guardians are winning this division no matter what. They got it. Um, Royals aren't really doing anything. We can't play spoiler. We're just playing for ourselves, I guess, but that's fine. Anyway, as for yesterday's game against the Detroit Tigers, it was looking like it was going to be a really solid game. Royals were up 3 to nothing pretty late, partially thanks to, uh, believe it or not, a positive Hunter Dozier contribution, Papa Doge, as Vinny Pasquantino would call him. He hit a two-run home run in the second, and then Nate Eaton scored an RBI triple, how about that? Thanks to Michael A. Taylor getting on base from an infield single. He had a couple of those yesterday. So, um, all right. Not going to complain about it whatsoever, but nice triple, Nathan. That's pretty good. And Zach Greinke had one of, may or, or maybe just his best start uh, this year, last night. He went seven scoreless, four hits. And one walk on, you know, just two strikeouts. So, you know, obviously he was just dominating, mowing hitters down as Greinke normally does. But yeah, seven scoreless innings and he only threw 86 pitches. So I'm actually a little bit surprised that uh, Matheny didn't have him pitch the eighth. Like, why not? But I guess instead he's just like, you know what? We got six, we got seven innings. I'm going to go to the A guys in the bullpen, which are Dylan Coleman and Scott Barlow, except Dylan Coleman did not have it today. He got hit around a ton, gave up three runs to give up the lead, three hits plus a walk. Yeah, um, not sure what happened there, but eh, I'm not really going to be mad at Dylan Coleman. He has been a very nice, pleasant surprise this season. And I think someone that we can really count on going forward in this bullpen like someone that i can actually look at and say yeah I, i'd put him back next year i'd bring him back next year why not and then scott barlow would eventually pitch the ninth but and he you know he threw a scoreless inning so good for him but it didn't really matter all that much and then we had uh the guy 
pitched in the 10th, and it was looking like he could get it at first. He got a strikeout early, but then got two walks and a hit, and that was it. So Tigers walked it off, and yeah. Um, although one of those walks was an intentional walk to Javier Baez. Why you would intentionally walk Javier Baez for literally any reason is beyond me. It, it's Javier Baez. He will swing at everything. Just pitch. Just you don't even have to pitch to him. Pitch within like the 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 pitch in the nearest area code, and he'll swing at it. That is what he does. Yeah, he can get hit some hits sometimes. Yeah, he can hit the ball pretty hard. But I mean. If he hits it anyway, it's over no matter what. If anyone hits anything, it's over no matter what. There's a runner on third. Like, wh- whatever. Just just, just pitch, dude. Just pitch. Why, why Matheny called for an eye walk to this not very good hitter is beyond me. Especially when the hitter after him was Harold Castro, who I understand is not a, a, a great hitter either. But he hits better than Baez. He has a 275 average after tonight's, after last night's game, as opposed to Baez with his 239 average. Yeah, got to be really careful of Javi Baez. But yeah, let's let's pitch to Harold Castro, who ended up pulling a curveball out of the dirt for a single. Like you can't even blame me for throwing a bad pitch or whatever. It was clearly a ball. Like, again, this thing practically landed in the dirt, and Harold Castro just dug it out and hit a single off of it. Okay, I guess that, I guess he can do that. That's cool. But even still, ignoring the, you know, the slight impossibility of that happening, he was already having a two-hit game. He, he already drove in the game-tying run to that point. Why are you pitching to this guy? And not the guy who has gone 0 for 4 so far. I don't understand. What 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 is what is wrong with you, dude? That's so that's so frustrating about Mike Matheny. Sometimes he does things that literally make no sense. Sometimes I can understand him, you know, being a real tryhard, trying to you know win every game. And you know, I guess you could say that was the case with Zach Greinke. You know, he was only he only threw 86 pitches, but he doesn't pitch deep into games. Like when it, this was literally the first time Zach Granke had thrown seven full innings in the entire season. So I can understand him being like, you know what? I'm not going to let Granke pitch another inning. I'm going to go with my most trustworthy bullpen guys. And it didn't work. And I'm not going to blame him for that. I'm really not going to blame him for sending out Dylan Coleman in the eighth. It happens. Good relievers have bad outings every now and then. It's just an inevitability, basically. But why are you... Why are you eye-walking a mediocre hitter just to get to a better hitter? That makes no sense. That That's where you really, I really just look at Matheny and I'm like, what are you doing? I, I And I really did want to believe in Matheny this season. I've been really trying to believe in him because I will still stand by. And we'll talk about Matheny, you know, uh, at another point. But I really did like Matheny when he was first hired and in his first season. I know it was a 60-game season, and you could say it doesn't matter. Whatever. I, I liked what I saw from him early on, and it's like all of that is gone. It, it makes no sense what he does a lot of the time. So, ugh. Frustrating, annoying, bothersome loss. You really don't want to lose the Tigers ever. But, eh. again, who well, who cares about winning and losing? Nate Eaton got a double. 
That that's what's most important. Nathan Eaton got a not a double, he got a triple. So good for him. Woohoo! Zach Greinke threw seven scoreless innings, a season high. Yeah. All right, let's celebrate Zach Greinke. We had this athletic piece come out yesterday that had all of these amazing quotes or it wasn't yesterday i think it was monday that this came out but i had all these stories and anecdotes about zach Greinke and all the things he's done and said like this one story about how he had some he had some of the other guys at his house and then he just like randomly just walked outside with a bag of fried chicken and just started eating it and he's like hey if you guys if you guys want to order something you can not this though this is mine <laughs> And also revealed that he has, like, his own exclusive Uber Eats driver. Like, how can you, how can you hate this guy? He is everything I strive to be. He has his own Uber Eats driver. Dude, he's amazing. He's the best. Anyway, I wanted to talk about Grunky a little bit because I'm seeing this sentiment get shared around that this might have been his last start. Not only for the Royals, but, like, forever. And I'm not entirely sure I believe in that. I'm not sure if I buy that. I mean, here's one thing to really keep in mind. We still have eight games, guys. What is this talk about Zach Greinke having, throwing his last start last night? Why? Why would he be shut down for the rest of the season? We have one, He has one more start, technically. I mean, what? Are the Royals going to go into a nine-man rotation? That doesn't make any sense. No, I, I think Zach Greinke is going to pitch again next week. I, I'm i really not sure where this is all coming from. Maybe people forgot. I don't know. Maybe people just forgot that we have an extra three-game series at the end of the three-game series in Cleveland. So, eh, whatever. As for whether or not he'll come back next year, that is a big question. That is a really good question. And I've talked about this before, and last time I talked about it, I was kind of against it because I was really, I was really just looking at his numbers his more advanced metrics and thinking no this isn't this isn't gonna work because look for, for all for what it's worth he has had a solid season this season 3.98 era i would say that's actually better than what i expected i thought maybe he would have like a mid four era at this point in his career but no he's actually you could say he's improved from last year his era is down his fip is down um, his, he's, he's, he's getting hit a lot more. He has 10.4 hits through nine, which is very not good, but whatever. He's getting the job done. He doesn't walk guys ever. He also basically never strikes out guys ever, but again, it's fine. Gets the job done. But last time I was saying that, you know, he's getting a little bit lucky. He, he's really playing with fire because you look at the advanced metrics and they're not very good. The expected batting average against him. Last time I talked about him, it was probably like 300 or something, and his expected ERA was close to 6. Well, it has come down a lot. Now his expected batting average is 282, which is still bottom 4% in the league. But his expected ERA is 4.77, which is still not good, but it is definitely a lot better than when I last saw it. Perhaps we're seeing a bit of a recovery for Granky because he was injured for a decent chunk of the season we he we, we, he basically lost the entirety of june so that wasn't good and also it might be worth noting that he had his worst starts of the season right before getting injured 
right before he got injured, he had a uh, a a five a five run outing in four innings and a seven run outing in three point two innings. So and then not too long before that, he had a five run outing, five earned but seven runs in four point two. That was a game in Colorado. So yeah, that month of May was looking real bad for Zach Greinke, and it's like oh oh this this ain't very good. But since that uh you know he he that uh five run four inning outing on May 29th. That was his last outing. Then he went on the injured list and then came back on June 24th. And since that injury, since that uh, IL stint, he has a 3.29 ERA. So he actually has been pitching well since that injury. And since the All-Star break, it's a 3.04. So yeah, Zach Greinke has had a solid second half. He has really bounced back. So maybe... It's not worth reading into the advanced numbers too much because, again, they are recovering. They are getting better. I mean, he still is bottom of the league in some things like fastball velocity. The expected batting average is still not good. Even if he's not giving up runs, he is still getting hit a lot. He's just not getting hit very hard, which is fine. Uh, But, yeah... So, the last time I kind of talked about this, I said, no, I don't think it's a good idea to bring back Zach Greinke because I don't think he's going to be as good next year as he is this year, while also taking into account that he hasn't been that good this year. But now I'm a little more open to it. I guess what I would say is I would be okay with it if the Royals do something more than that. Like, if they only bring, like, like okay, so looking at this offseason and looking at potential free agents, J.J. Piccolo has talked about getting two starting pitchers in free agency. So if he gets Zach Greinke back, but then goes out and gets someone else, assuming that, that someone else is actually, like, a good pitcher, then I'll actually be okay with that. I mean, if he go, goes out and gets, like, I don't know, Mike Miner again, who has a six ERA this season, then I'd, then I'd be like, okay, what are we doing here, guys? I thought we were trying to at least pretend to compete, you know? And I don't think, you know, just getting Zach Greinke would be pretending to compete either. I don't think that would be a good idea. But if we get Zach Greinke and then get someone else like Noah Syndergaard on a three-year deal or something, then I'd be like, okay, all right, you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll accept that. I'm fine with that. Because I do think that Zach Greinke makes a positive impact on this team. He really brings something that no other player out there can bring to this team. Everyone just loves him. He He's just the guy everyone loves. And he is such a wealth of knowledge. I do think that he is rubbing off on the other pitchers. And they're you know really taking after him. getting Learning a lot from having him around, basically. You know, the, the, the more I, I hear about Zach Greinke, and not even, like, it, it doesn't have to be the weird, quirky, funny stories you hear about them. It's just hearing about Zach in general, just in, like, any context, like a, like a more serious context when he's just talking about pitching or something like that, or just, just making general contributions to the team and to the organization, you know, things like that. Those just make me appreciate him a lot more. Zach Greinke is probably my favorite player of all time. He's absolutely wonderful. It it makes me a little bit sad that I wasn't into the Royals in the 2000s, so I never really got to appreciate Zach Greinke when, you know, he was in his prime. 
when he won a Cy Young. You know, I remember hearing about it, and it's like, oh, that's pretty cool. Royals had uh, the best pitcher in baseball. Interesting. But now that he's back and we're essentially, you know, we, 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 we're getting all these stories and we feel his presence, you know, it's like, oh, now we, now I can finally appreciate Granky. It's like, I'm, I'm making up for some lost time here and I, I'm really glad that he's around. And yeah, I guess if he does stick around, I'll be okay with that. If he doesn't, if he decides to retire, which I also think is possible, then I would love it if the Royals had him as a pitching advisor or something. I, I don't know what he would really want to do, but I'm sure if he stays within... Ba like, like, the Royals have to do everything they can to just keep him in baseball, all right? Give him whatever job he wants, basically, because this guy, I think, is probably the smartest person in the entire baseball world. You want him around. So, yeah, I just I just love Zach Greinke. Uh I hope... Maybe someday he'll go into the Hall of Fame. I mean, he will, but I hope he goes in with the Royals cap because that would be awesome. Anyway, uh, I've just been like sitting around thinking of what to, what else to talk about, but I don't know. I, I think that might just be it. Yeah, not a lot of uh, stuff going on right now because it's the end of the season and the Royals aren't really playing for anything other than, you know, a meaningless fourth place finish in the worst division <laughs> in baseball so uh yeah daniel lynch is gonna pitch tonight hope he can have a good outing because we want to see that and that's about it so i guess i'll see you on friday and we'll talk more then hopefully it'll be a, a good time so until then thank you very much for listening to the royal deluxe podcast i would love to hear from you at Royal Deluxe Pod on Twitter, or you can send me an email at Royal Deluxe Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you very much for making this podcast a part of your day, and I hope you're having a good one. I'm really tired. That's also why I gotta stop. Why I gotta, you know, end the episode early. I'm freaking uh, sleepy because I don't get enough sleep. I'm not gonna sleep today. I'm gonna watch Cyberpunk Edge Runners. That's a that's gonna be a good time. All right, see you on Friday. Thanks very much. Uh, go Royals.